praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. It's going to be a great teaching. I'm sure that the Lord's blessed us and, and what He's given us here at Crossway Church. Uh, His Word always in the light of the living Word and what He did at Calvary. That's where God has offered everything to humanity and in that one place. And that's how the Lord has taught us and is showing us how uh, to see properly, to hear properly. Uh, to be able to receive properly, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, today is Hebrews chapter 6. We'll go through the last two verses of this sixth chapter and, and finish up this sixth chapter today. Again, this is part 12 on this 16th day of September 2021. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, don't forget about the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And we also have a website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And everything we do here at Crossway Church, all the teaching sessions, all the worship services are loaded in their fullness on the YouTube channel. And the teaching and the preaching sessions are loaded uh, to the website. And uh, so I encourage you, uh, if you have a smartphone, you can get the app that's called Spreaker. And our channel on that app is for those who have ears to hear. And also everything we do is broadcast there in audio. And you can listen to that going down the road anytime you want to. Just the audio. There's over 750 gospel-centered, which to us means cross-centered, preaching sessions, teaching sessions, and all, all the wonderful words of life that, 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 that God has given us to give to you. And I encourage you to, to take advantage uh, and avail yourself to these avenues that the Lord desires to see you growing and maturing and, and prospering in His will for your life. Uh, Again, before we get started this morning, little 62-page booklet, little 62-page workbook. Actually, it's, it's really a study, small study guide. It's derived from Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. It's such a powerful little booklet that will uh, hopefully show you where you are and show you where you need to be with a mindset in the Scriptures concerning all the scriptures have to be tied to Jesus and what he did at Calvary before they can be applied to our life. And uh, there are many who, who really don't want to hear that today because uh, when we hear sound doctrine, uh, if we've been pretending about anything, well, we're caught there and sometimes we get angry. But this little 62-page booklet will help you understand the exclusivity of God's narrow way that's so narrow, Jesus said, few there would be that finds it. Now, it's offered to all, and God accepts all who come that one way. And that one way is His Son, Jesus Christ, and what He did on the cross. Hallelujah. So you can get your copy, just $15, a small gift, and you can find that on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the store icon, and there you'll see it and a few other things there. And we just praise God for those who are learning this great truth of the cross. And before we dig in this morning, uh, the Lord reminds me of a scripture that He showed me last year in Exodus 24 and 8. And it's where Moses took the blood in the Old Covenant. He took the blood and half of it He poured on... He, he, he uh, sprinkled onto the people. And the other half He put in basins. And he said to the people, by the Spirit of God, 
He said, this is the blood of the covenant that I've made for you concerning all these words. When we get away from the cross of Christ, when we separate the Word of God in any portion from the blood of Jesus, then we are removing ourselves from the application of that Word that the Holy Spirit desires to apply to our hearts, right on our minds, and guide us into. We always need to remember that. That is, that is not taught in 90-something percent of the church today. It's a rare thing to hear what I just said, that all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. And the gospel is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. We need never forget that. I'm not, we're not talking about the benefits. We're talking about what the gospel is. The gospel is Jesus Christ and Him crucified for sinners. Hallelujah. To, to save sinners and to sanctify saints. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that today. I'm so thankful I know that today. I, I've been for years blown around by every wind of doctrine that came along and, and I've accepted everything that all those who creep in among believers have shared and, and I, I can't blame them. God will do with them, I was to blame because it was the lust of my flesh that carried me off unto all those things. But praise be to God, thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ found me in a desperate place and offers desperate humanity one thing. If they're lost or saved, desperation seen by God points us to the revelation offered by God and that is the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19.10, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus, the illumination of the written word in the person and the work of the living word. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that today. I'm so glad I've been out there uh, with with that mindset that we've moved on beyond the cross. But when we did, all we did was bury ourselves back under the curse of the law. That's all you can do if you leave the cross. There's the cross, which is the work of Christ, or there's deception, which uh, deceives us, and the sin nature is doing it, deceiving us and slaying us and causing us to be spiritually dead and non-fruit-bearing, no matter what it seems like to us, that way will end in death is death. It's either the cross and Christ's work or it's our work through and faith in our work and death. And I'm so glad that I didn't spend all of my years as, as a Christian bound by the sin nature, not knowing how to cause the sin nature to, to remain dormant, which is how he became dormant in the beginning through faith in the one who put him to death at Calvary. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 this morning, verse 19 and 20, we will cover. But let's start at the last verse. <coughs> and as we start at the last verse, that means we're looking a little bit ahead so that we can see better where we are, and then we'll understand better from where we've come. And that's the way we have to uh, uh, consider the Word of God. He, he, he shows us uh, what's to come in our study to help us understand better where we are 
so we'll even know greater from where He's brought us. And, and we take it all with us along the way. We take it all with us along the way. In the beginning of this chapter, he says, uh, uh, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. That means we're moving on. That, mo that don't mean we put those things away like we, we, we don't need them. That means we just go on and everything the Lord gives us is a part of the equipping that we need. But it just means we leave where we've been. We take what we have and the Lord increases, multiplies all of that. So we need to always remember that. So let's read verse 20 of Hebrews chapter 6. He says, Where the forerunner is for us entered, this Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, I wanted to read this last verse because this last verse specifically gets focused on Jesus and who He is now, who He has become for the body of Christ His bride, which is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So when we see that the forerunner, the one who ran before us, the one who finished the race, who has triumphed for us, he says the forerunner is for us, entered Jesus, this Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. If we see that, then we can back up and see verse 19 more clearly. Watch verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. If our hope is in Christ... In, in seeing this oath that God made and confirmed it, swore by Himself, not any man, swore by Himself. That's what we just covered in the last session. And this oath was about Him giving His Son, Him providing Himself a lamb, Him providing Himself. Get that? He provided Himself. God became a man. And, and, and took care of our sin problem at Calvary. We need to remember that. And then rose from the dead and then entered into that heavenly veil where He became now our great high priest forever and forever after the order of Melchizedek, which He is about to begin to go into a a deeper teaching on Melchizedek, and we'll get into that as we go through Hebrews. Uh, but, but we need to understand something right here in our teaching that these first six chapters have been a wake-up call. Now, I, I don't know how many people heard it in that day. I don't know how many people are hearing it in this day, but I'm thankful that I'm hearing it, the wake-up call. The wake-up call. Let's, for a second, because we're finishing this chapter today, let's go back and scroll back through. Let's look in uh, Hebrews chapter 2 just to spot check what I'm saying about the wake-up call. The first six chapters of Hebrews is a wake-up call for God's people to move on. And we need to move on. Watch. He says in verse 1 of Hebrews 2, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape 
if we neglect so great, if we neglect, if, if we put it on the back burner and the pleasures of this life take over and, and oh, we say the right thing sometimes, but our, this great salvation is not what our focus is anymore. Listen, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him. So don't dare think this is just the Hebrews that ain't saved yet. This is not the Hebrews that weren't saved because He says, how shall we escape? And I know people would take that and do what they want to with it. But the New Testament is full of us having the opportunity to allow men to steal our crown, to um, allow men to beguile us, allow men to deceive us. If we weren't told to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard so they won't slip, that means they will slip if we don't give the more earnest heed. And when you look at that correctly, it means we're the one slipping. Okay? So then we see verse 6 in Hebrews 3. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Let me say to you today, folks, there is a race God set before you, Hebrews chapter 12. And that race, God intends on you running it and finishing the course. You've got to finish the course. You've got to keep the faith to be able to finish the course. And you've got to fight to keep the faith to be able to finish the course. Fighting the fight of faith is fighting to keep your faith anchored in what Jesus did to give you grace and power to run the race. Never move your trust from the cross to any fad that these liars bring into the church today. The cross is the answer of God. It's the only answer of God for power and victory and all grace from Him. And when we listen to anything contrary to that, we're simply listening to the words of men's wisdom. And of course, they'll try to use Scripture to twist it and to pervert it. But when we move our trust and dependence from upon Christ and His redemptive work at Calvary to something else. We go from faith in His work to faith in what we're doing and that's where grace ceases. Grace comes only as we're trusting in Christ and Him crucified. So let's turn on over to Hebrews chapter 4 as we're spot checking this wake-up call. For that's what it is up until chapter 7. And then for those who've accepted the wake-up call, then the Holy Spirit will be able to apply the rest of what's in Hebrews to our hearts. Hallelujah. But only to those who wake up and hear the convicting power of the Holy Spirit and realize they've been on the milk far too long. It's time to transition. It's time to, to begin to operate in the things God has called me to walk in. And he tells them in Hebrews 5, you ought to be teachers by now. You're still on the milk. And it's because you're not experienced in the word of righteousness. 
It's not because they can't quote Scripture left and right and sound so anointed. It's because they're not experiencing the word of righteousness. That's the word of the cross. That's the word of God as it applies to us. They're, they're, they're grounded now uh, as babes on the pure milk of how the, the, the Scriptures are about Christ. Everything in the Old Testament points to Christ and what He did at Calvary. But now it's time to transition onto the meat and how all that actually applies to my life in experience with fruit. Outside of going to church, uh, outside of being a nice, upright, morally upright citizen in the community, we're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In my life, the experience of of the word of righteousness in my life with the fruits of righteousness to bear <clears throat> and coming with that at the end of Hebrews 5 we see another greater level of discernment between good and evil that my Lord we need desperately is the body of Christ today. We've got Christians who've been carried off into all this political mess. They've put their salvation and the focus of the gospel on the back burner and they're headed, man, heel, head over heels are headed into all wrapped up and distracted and tangled in all these things and bless God we've got a right to be, we got rights. No you got Christian duties that are far above in God's view and His opinion your rights here in this world. So I'm thankful for those who are hearing the wake up call being convicted by the Holy Spirit and convinced to turn around and cling to that great salvation like never before. Look at verse 1 in Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. What's the focus? For unto us was the gospel preached. The gospel focus, my friend. <laughs> it's the gospel focus or it's self-focus. If our focus is not the gospel, then we, we can't love like we should. We can't, all we can do is work hard at everything, and that's not what we're called to do. Jesus said the works of God are just to believe upon Him. Hallelujah. Did you get that? The works of God are found and experienced as we're believing upon Him. And I know for years we say, well, we're believing upon Him. That's why we're doing all this. No, no, my friend. For the most part of the church, that we, we've accepted all these winds of doctrine that blow around. Being focused on everything but the death of Jesus. For that's where we, you were grafted in. That's what you were immersed into, the death of Jesus. You believed upon Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what the Bible says. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now we need to remember these things. We, we're talking about a wake-up call in Hebrews all the way up through chapter 6. And chapter 6 gets real specific about those who refuse to go on. 
They refuse to go on. They, 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 they choose to stay where they are. Oh, we're fine. We're good. We're good. You know, when you ask somebody, you need prayer. Oh, I'm good. You, that don't, don't, just don't start talking about spiritual. Oh, I'm a Christian. I've been, I go to this church. I've been, man, I, I've been a Christian 40 years. But you're not interested in talking about the Word? You're not interested in talking about Jesus? You're not interested in the things that you should be interested in because you don't have the discernment that you should have. Babes don't have the discernment they need that's obvious from the end of Hebrews chapter 5. Now they have a level of discernment that God has given them to be a babe. And if they're properly being equipped, that means if they're on the pure milk, it will, they will come to a place of transition onto the meat. But that is, that's rare in the body of Christ today. We've got 60-year Christians. They're still on the meat. 90% of all preachers are still on the meat. Until they begin to preach the message of the cross and, and, and allow God to apply the, all the words He's spoken pointing us to Calvary, the redemptive plan of God, all, the blood of the covenant is concerning all these words. That means all these words are concerning the blood of the covenant. and They can only be applied by the blood. And that doesn't mean just because I got saved through the blood at 11 years old. Today, now faith is. Let me again, Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself of whatever it is that's hindering you from taking up your cross. That means trusting in my work at Calvary and following me. That's Luke 9.23 and Luke 14.27. Jesus said, if you don't take your cross up, you can't be my disciple. That means if we don't keep our faith planted in what Jesus did for us at Calvary, we can't learn of Him. Disciple means learner. Come on, somebody. So then we get here at the end of Hebrews chapter 6 and he tells us in verse 19 this promise of a Savior, this Redeemer, this promise of this Jesus, the Son of God and what He did for us as the Lamb of God at, there at Calvary. That, that this is, this is, and who He is now as the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek forever and forever is our great hope. And the more we trust in that, the more we will see uh, this hope we have as being a lively hope, a hope that is alive. It is not deferred. It is alive. It, it becomes actually the anchor of our soul in every storm. Jesus paid for my sin. I'm forgiven. Jesus is with me now, dwells in me by His Spirit. Jesus is preparing a place for me. Jesus is coming to get me. Jesus entered into the veil for me. He's in the presence of God the Father. He's at the right hand seated there uh, symbolizing the work has been finished and it's all in Him. And this is the anchor which is a hope this hope is an anchor to my soul. I hope you know that you, God's not going to send you anything else as a, as a, that you can put your hope in and, and it can anchor your soul. This is, this is why we go roller coaster riding way up on the hill when everything's working right and then way down. Oh, it ain't even in the valley, my friend. We've dug a deep trench in the valley and got down in it in our pity parties and all oh, we're not getting our way and nothing's working out for us in this old world. Let's not forget 
forget this is not our home. Our home is where Jesus is. Our home is where the forerunner has entered into the veil for us. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. We're headed there now. We're on our way there now. And if we'll keep looking at what Jesus did for us at Calvary, the great triumph, the great victory, the great justification, the great redemption, the great manifestation of God's strength being made perfect, that's what grace is. When Jesus tasted death by grace flowing to us every day through faith in that work, hallelujah, glory to God, and us experiencing all the benefits of that work of that work. That one righteous work God has stamped, God has approved, God has put His seal on no other man, Jesus said, but Him. Jesus taught in John chapter 6 that the Son of God is who God has sealed. That's it. God has approved Him. The only way He can approve any any part of humanity is if we identify with Jesus Christ and His atoning, redemptive work at Calvary. Nothing else. For that is what God is looking for us to believe upon on the one who gave himself for our sins. Hallelujah. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the living Word of God, the one who became the Lamb of God. Let me tell you something. Jesus is his name. The Lamb of God is who he is and what he came to do. Let me tell you something. Without faith in what Jesus did, the act of death at Calvary, the name gets you nothing. If we call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. But yet we're saved and only find life that comes from the blood, the Bible says. So those two things can't be separated. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If, if we think there's some magical power in quoting the name of Jesus, Jesus was His name before the cross. But nobody, nobody could be saved without the shedding of blood. There is no remission of sins. Isn't that what the Bible says? It took the death. It took the shedding of His blood for His name to mean to us what it does. You can't separate them. And if you do, you might be playing pity patty and mystical magical because you can't separate the written word from the living word from the Lamb of God who took away our sins at Calvary. You can't separate those things. So we have this great hope and it's the only thing that can anchor our soul. Many times we've thought if we just get in the church and have a church family that that would, that would anchor our soul. No, my friend. That's the edification, the fellowship can be great if it's in the faith, if it's a striving together for the faith of the gospel, if it's a congregation that's minding the same thing, of the same spirit, speaking the same thing. That's what the Bible teaches the church ought to be like. Uh-huh. Come on now. That's not the case. That's not the case. Most, most churches don't want to have anything to do with us because we're all focused on the cross. And that's why they don't want to have anything to do with us. That's why, I don't care what they say. The root of it is because we're focused on the cross and it's not their focus. They don't think it should be the focus. They think the Holy Ghost should be the focus. They think this should be the focus. Listen, God's redemptive plan... Well, who Jesus is and what He did on the cross, that's God's focus. The Bible says He's ever mindful of His covenant. And when we get our minds 
in the same mind that he's got his mind on, the same thing he's got his mind on, that's the covenant that Jesus said in Luke 22 is in his blood. Then we can all begin to experience, not just quote, but experience the unity of the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Where we're of one mind, one spirit, speaking the same thing, striving together for the faith of the gospel, nothing else. Holy Spirit's allowed to work in that, to mature us in that, to cause a tangible unity to be there in that. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. It's been a great chapter. It's been a great teaching up to this point. And, and I'm just encouraged by all of you who are out there now, who got, you've allowed God to uproot you and get you out of the mess you've been in and plant you in one of these churches that's focused on this gospel. Now, not, it's not just on the sign. It's not just one or two phrases in a message. But it is the power of God being preached and taught and sang about. Hallelujah. They say it's old-fashioned. But give me that old-fashioned religion. Hallelujah. They say we're beyond that. Well, I'm staying on the old path. Glory to God. When we leave the old path and try to make a new one because we're in a, another generation, another whatever, we leave the Lord. We leave His grace. And I don't want to be in that. I've been there and done that. And I want to keep going on in the direction the Lord's guiding us. Hallelujah. So, praise God. Go back and listen to these broadcasts if you've missed them, if you've just jumped in today. Again, you can find us on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, the Spreaker app for those who have ears to hear is our channel, and Pastor Curtis Facebook page, Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page. Every morning around 7.30, we post a scripture. We're going verse by verse, day by day, one verse a day in First Peter right now in light of the cross. That's, that's the light it was written in. And, and, and also the book of Psalms that we're presently in Psalms chapter uh, 14. And so I encourage you, walk along with us on this trail of truth, and God will pour His truth into your heart. Hallelujah. We're praying for you. You pray for us. Don't forget in the morning at 9 a.m. we'll continue our Friday morning cross time with Pastor Curtis, and our discussion continues to be Bible faith in light of the cross. Hallelujah. And I look forward to seeing you then. If God lays on your heart to sow into this ministry, and you need to be sowing somewhere, where the focus is the gospel. And you'll know where that is. God will plant you there. God will lead you there. And I know He's faithful to do that. But if you need to sow according to the stirring of the Holy Spirit into this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Don't forget about the offer today, $15. All of God's works are done in truth. That's in your Bible, and it will bless your soul and bring much clarity to the Scriptures in your heart. You can find this at the website, again, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon, get your copy. We'll send it right out to you. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.